From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. My name is Eric Wakeling, and I am here with Matthew Calvin Doan. Why are you talking like that? Is that weird? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, talking weird. Sorry. Welcome to the Cover Life Podcast. Hey, everybody. Stay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> we are back in action. Yes. Sorry, there. I brought I brought the proper energy. I don't. Why was I so formal just then? I don't know. I didn't say my middle name, but I said yours because I like saying your middle well, name. We just came out of like a three-hour good meeting. Oh yeah, but good with, meeting. Uh, some of our colleagues, and so I think we're. We're yes. feeling a little tired, but now the energy is no, up. No, no. Yeah, we got it with the number three air horn. That brings <laughs> no, it we're all. all back. We're back. We're back. Um, yeah, so Matt, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing pretty good. Feeling good here on this Monday. Yes. April 17th. You know what I'm super excited about? What? We have listener feedback today. What do you mean? Well, I put up a little Instagram, one of these little... In Instagram stories, I okay. put up a little thing that just like, ask me any question, which is yes. like kind of like an annoying influencer thing to do. Okay. Like where you see people are just like, cause I'm so cool. You want to hear my answers oh, yeah, to yeah. questions. Like I'm the sage. Come to me. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Come I'm to so me. interesting. Sometimes yeah. I think that's a little bit annoying or like, you know, whatever, but I but say, hey, whatever it takes to get any listener engagement. Exactly. And so that's what I did was just say, ask me questions for the podcast. Yes. Now I do think we had. Many people that don't ever listen to the podcast <laughs> ask some questions. Because let me give you a couple of them that are like the ones where a little less, uh, okay, maybe I'm uh, nervous. inspired. I'm nervous knowing some of your followers. Oh, yeah. And like my friend, I've, I've developed relationships based on sarcasm uh-huh. <laughs> or something like that, you know, uh, which is uh, this is on me. So, okay. My, this is one. Uh, why don't you look like a triathlete? <laughs> No, that's actually to you. No, just kidding. It's to me. It's to me. So, yeah. So, that's from Evan Parr. Okay. That's one of our elders' children. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that he maybe needs to come under church discipline. Yes. So, <laughs> I am his his elder. I am his pastor. I'm to be treated with double honor. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but the answer is, I have figured out how to do hard things while still being fat. <laughs> I would not. I would Matt not. not respond I to would this. not call you fat. I would, that's a, no, no, no. That's what my no. It's fine. I'm just kidding. Like, uh, but yeah. So somebody in our fantasy league says, "Who's drafting first, number one overall?" Who are you? You know, oh, in our football league. In our football fantasy league. Yes, not like fantasy novels league <laughs> of like uh, science fiction. Who do you think it's gonna be? I have no idea at this point. I haven't even thought about it. <laughs> it's got to be Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. We are in a two QB league. I think that's. Too much. Maybe. Uh, then let's see another silly one. Uh, a guy said, why am I absolutely destroyed after swimming a 120 yard <laughs> race, which I won by four seconds. <laughs> That's from Ryan Anderson. Uh, which I, think is funny. I feel like that was a brag within a question. Yeah, definitely. It was a he brag. He won a race of a the yards by four seconds. I'm a, I have so many questions. Who was he racing? Yeah, your kid or something. <laughs> That's what I'm guessing. He's got, he's got little kids. Was he racing his... Six-year-old daughter. Was this against one of us or something and we don't remember like this happening? Was this against you? No. You were his high school pastor. I have never swam against (laughs) Ryan for 150 yards or really one yard. Swimming 120-yard race. Yeah. 
Well, it's and he won by. Did he count the four seconds? Like after he finished, he he's up. like, "Went that one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and three. 120 yards is interesting." Anyways, yeah, we have so many questions so about many that questions, comment. Yeah, but thank you, thank you for engagement. That's we're, mm-hmm. just, we're looking for any engagement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. We got that engagement. Let's see. Um, let's do some of the more silly ones still before we get to the serious ones. Uh, what is the significance of the Nephilim described in Genesis six, one through four? We're not going to talk about that today. That's from Kevin, uh, <laughs> my brother-in-law. And just, Kevin, we reject your question. We don't reject you, but we kind of a little bit, maybe. But that's just because you're my brother-in-law. What did you eat on Easter? Okay. They actually said Easter's, okay. which I like. That's from Danny. Is that Danny Bonilla? Danny B? It's got to be. Yeah. Danny, Danny, two shout outs, two weeks in a row. Yeah. Thanks, Danny. What'd you eat on Easter's? Okay, what'd you eat? Uh, Easter's. We actually made fajitas. Whoa. Steak fajitas. That's at my not house. what I traditionally think of uh, Easter Easter's meal? brunch. No, I know. That was our Easter brunch. We, uh, huh. I don't, I don't, B got in her head. She wanted to make uh, fajitas. So we uh-huh. did like the. That's awesome. Very like Tex Mex kind of whatever, you know. So yeah, it was good. Steak, bell peppers, onions. Ooh. That sounds good. Rice right and beans. Now. <laughs> yeah. Although we just bought the rice and beans from uh, jalapenos. That's okay. Bang for your buck. Just buying the rice and beans from a place that makes good ones is yeah. going to be much better than trying to make that on your own. I, I agree. I have some people like other than like people who this is their family heritage for years yes. that make their own beans that think they're being cool by making their own beans. Uh-huh. And no, they just should go buy the beans. Yeah. I made, I've been dabbling in the cooking a little bit Whoa. and uh, I just heated up some refried beans out of the can. Oh yeah. That's not, what, an, not an easy cleanup. Are you calling that making your own beans? <laughs> oh boy. Now we're back to this. <laughs> <laughs> there's two things. There's cooking and there's preparing. I Cooking food and preparing food. Which one's the one where you just heat up stuff? Heating up the beans from the can is called preparing okay, food. Okay, I was preparing food. No shame about it. But boy, that, so was cl- that cleanup. So was I was scrubbing that pan pot for... It is kind of weird how it sticks like yeah. so badly. I know yes. what you're talking about. Yes. So there's like this genre of food. Have I talked about this before? That I, I It's like literally like whatever you'd call... Like, uh, I used to call it like Americana Mexican uh-huh. food or like yeah. white, white people, Mexican food, yeah. you know, Taco, kinda, Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Like Taco night, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, that kind of thing where you're at, like, cause I remember at my house growing up with my parents being, you know, being immigrants themselves, yeah. except from Canada. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, the authenticity factor on the, uh, Mexican food was not high, mm-hmm. but it was delicious. Mm-hmm. And I love going and having like a super authentic, mm-hmm. uh, meal. But I also love that. Like, I think it's its own genre of food. Yes. Kind of like some of the sort of like Americanized Chinese food. Yes. I think that's its own genre of food. Yeah. Orange chicken does not exist in China. Right. But it's good. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I think there's like a place for things that are good, but not authentic. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's what we had too. I think our fajitas were kind of like that. Well done. What'd you have on Easter's? So (laughs) went over to my sweet mother-in-law and father-in-law's house in Anaheim and we had a traditional ham ham with all the fixings nice and lots of desserts where do you think ham became traditional because i have no a, idea not kosher right so yes, it's, that's true you I've know never it's thought a about super this. like yes it's a yeah it's very anti-semitic uh, i'm just kidding well, i don't know i'm not i'm, that, that's, but, no, I'm uh, kidding that's too strong uh <laughs> like you get uncomfortable uh, <laughs> but where did this come from i don't know yeah, why would it's like, we? Why, well, turkey on Thanksgiving, there's like some tradition that pilgrims maybe cooked a turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At okay. least, at least uh, story wise, like sure. I don't know if that's actually true. Sure. <laughs> Swedish meatballs on Christmas is the tradition of the 
Awake a clean. Yeah, that's a Swede. That's actually a Swedish. <laughs> that's actually a Swedish Christmas tradition. Yes. Yes. But yes. no idea where the ham. If if, if a reader, if a if a listener mm-hmm. knows mm-hmm. the answer to that question, yeah, that would be helpful. <laughs> you think like um, I always because okay, so at a Passover, uh-huh. traditionally, even biblically, it's like you eat the roast lamb. Yes. So you kill the lamb. For the doorpost, uh-huh. like they, they would have for the blood on the doorpost for Passover, yeah. which we, I mean, we don't need to put blood on our doorposts anymore. We've got Jesus. But even like Jewish people don't do that. I wish you would have told me that oh. last <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> but then you roast the lamb yeah. and eat the lamb. Yeah. But then nobody does that on Easter. No. But it, does that feel weird because it's like lamb of God? Like, are you like roasting Jesus or something? <laughs> Is that like... Is that too close? Is that too? I don't know. Christians take communion. It shouldn't be that much weirder for <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, you're like... right. What if communion was roast lamb instead of bread, instead of matzah? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> okay. You know how we you've instituted 810 day, eat the fat. I think you should bring back the roasted lamb for Easter. Just start talking about it right now. We'll prepare people for it. I had lamb last night. Whoa. I went... This is ironic. Yeah, so I went to Grace's, well, it was Grace's birthday, my uh-huh. daughter, 20th birthday, oh. 20 years old, dude, yeah. not a teenager, yeah. crazy. So we went to this place, Francoli Gourmet, which mm-hmm. is a Italian place in the Orange Plaza. Yes. Uh, and is uh, really nice, like huh. actually like really nice, but it was birthday dinner, right? Yeah. So, um, but I had a tagliatelle with a lamb ragu. Ooh. So it had little chunks of, of baby sheep in there. <laughs> And uh, my daughter, Ella, didn't know that it was my younger daughter. Ella didn't know what the sauce was. She Uh just saw that it was kind of like a meat sauce, you know, on these like thick noodles. And I was like, oh, you want a bite? She's like, yeah, she takes a bite. And then she's like, what's that sauce? I said, it's lamb ragu. She goes, wait, it's lamb? And she's like super bummed out because she doesn't like eating lamb because you look at a picture of a lamb, dude. If you Google lamb right now and and go images. Yeah. It's going to be a precious little baby, I'm baby doing, sheep. I'm doing it dude. right now. I got my laptop gonna, right in front of me. You're going to turn vegan. If you do this, you will turn vegan real quick or at least a little Oh, anti- yeah. The first photo is like a little lamb <laughs> jumping in the air. Yeah, dude. It's gnarly. So lamb's kind of a gnarly one. The next photo like is actually is a photo of a lamb chop. <laughs> there you go. That's the thing. Wow. That little sweet little baby sheepy becomes Ella, I understand. a lamb chop. I understand your pain. So I, I know. It was like I made a... She's like not vegetarian or anything yeah. like that, but she doesn't like eating lamb. So I kind of did, mm. did a did a disservice to my sweet daughter. Yeah. I don't know where we are, what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were talking about, you guys had, Neither you guys had ham. Listeners. You yeah. guys had ham. And I, I was wondering what should be an Easter. Yeah. What's the, what should be a tradition? <laughs> so I was thinking lamb, but I don't know. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Should it be, I don't Some, know. It's something like victory or freedom or. Yeah, French fries, freedom fries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something like that, yes. What if like that's what we had for all of our uh <laughs> our meal was freedom fries? That would be awesome. Uh or what because what's a maybe it should just be like burgers and hot dogs, because that's yeah. like July fourth food. Right. Right. We just <laughs> full Americana. Yes, that's we like, just we're uh, like we just became Christian nationalists. We just adopt it, we redeem it as uh yeah. That's so what, good. what was the last hot dog you had? I think I am at the age where I'm beyond hot dogs. Yeah, I don't typically choose a hot dog, <laughs> although it probably was at, honestly, this is crazy, okay? It might be opening day of the baseball season, Whoa. 2020. 
two Whoa. last year. Yes. Because I got to go to the opening I remember day that game you got to go and that, I got yeah. a hot dog. I yeah. always try to get a hot dog because I like getting a hot dog. Baseball game. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I don't go to enough baseball games to like branch out to other creative foods. <laughs> I think I eat more hot dogs between the age of six and 11 oh, dude, than I yeah. have the, will have the, <laughs> so eaten the rest of my life. Because even there's those events where like the adults are eating like something nice yes. and the kids are all eating hot dogs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Any more questions? Okay. There's a bunch more questions, but they bunch start more? they start getting more serious. Oh, yeah, okay. dude. The the Instagram stories thing was a treasure trove. Thank you, everybody. People people have real legit good questions. Okay. Like this one from Ben Hopkins. Okay. Although Ben Hopkins submitted four questions. Whoa, Ben. Yeah. What is the best taco shop in Orange County? Oh wow, you're asking us. I know, yeah. Seems like Matt Doan and Eric Wakeling are probably like your core source for best taco shops. But I actually I actually have one. Yeah, but. you're a foodie, so I would trust your opinion. So I like the food truck Tacos Manuel. Yeah. You've been to this place yes, many right times. Right down the street from Calvary. Yeah, it's typically right around over by uh-huh. like Albertsons or something. It's, you yeah, know? next behind Superior. Yeah, but yeah. over by Superior too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um and then that was actually a side note. Tacos Manuel, that food truck was yeah. ranked at one point like top 100 like restaurants on yeah. Yelp. Isn't so, that, I mean, it's got a following. Cool? Yeah. yeah. And then I also like the Super um, Varia. Mm. I always get that word. I don't pronounce that well. Mm-hmm. You know that I don't like words being mispronounced. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but even I do it to myself, too. That's the thing. Yeah. So uh, I am hard on myself as well. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, I love. So they opened a new one. There used to be only on First Street, uh-huh. way down like past Bristol uh-huh. from Calvary on yeah. First Street. Yeah. And it was like in a in like this candy store. Yeah. Near Kidworks. Uh, yeah. 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 And um they opened a new one that though that's like right on Tustin Avenue down by Ooh. the 22 by uh, Harbor Freight. Oh yeah, you know it's in that same plaza. No it's idea. Like Harbor Freight, La Super Beria, Beria. Oh, which is like the kind of like the shredded beef that's yes. like slow cooked, and mm-hmm. then it's like gets cooked and like kind of. They have all these like creative options of mm-hmm. um, like these like part quesadilla, part taco. Yeah. it's anyway, it's good. Wow. Any, yeah, what do you got for me, Don? I like the Chalupa Taco, from Taco Bell. Taco Bell. There it is. <laughs> it's like a taco, but a burrito. Can't decide. It's just kind of, uh, it's both. No. <laughs> Disappointing. Uh, jalapenos, we mentioned that, Dude, but yeah. their crispy tacos are delicious. They are very good. And then this is, I haven't had the tacos <laughs> here, but I do want to give a shout out to Cali Tacos, which is sort of a hole in the wall yeah. on 17th Street before you get to Grand. It's on your right-hand side if you're leaving Calvary. Isn't it like where Togo's used to be mm-hmm. back in the day? Yeah. Yeah, it used to be an old Togo's. Yeah, exactly. By the by, the 5 or $7 car wash. And yeah, so look up Cali Tacos. That place is good. So I've just had the big Cali burrito yeah, there. It, that's, what, Pretty that's what they're famous for. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So ben, there good you go. question. See? See, I feel like we're... We're helping the people here today. I guess. <laughs> All right. I think we should save some of the rest of these. Whoa. And we have a couple. Save some of the rest of these for later. This for is a the, teaser. For the end of the end of the show. Okay. And then uh, let's get into. And we also have a couple emails. We have two emails today. It's just, just like. I don't know what to do. An outpouring. It's a Christmas miracle. By the way, Easter this, this is a show. It's a show. Well, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. End of the episode, I should say. <laughs> oh, this is like platform stage. <laughs> so it's not a show i'm sorry it's a podcast episode it's a conversation it's a oh man you're (sighs) (laughs) you're the third member listener 
So you got Eric, Matt here, and you. And the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And the empty chair next to us is for Elijah. Yeah. <laughs> the return. <laughs> that him? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's get into the sermon from Sunday, yes. which was done by Matt Doan himself. Yes. Awesome sermon. Awesome passage. You uh, opened up our new series, did a great job mm-hmm. on... Jesus Revelado. Yes. Uh, Jesus Revealed. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Loved it. I also went and saw uh, Armando preach on this a little bit in the Hispanic right. ministry, uh, which was good. And he's on the same one as us. I don't know how he's yes. going to get one week behind. I know. He's usually one week behind. Yeah. And then he steals all our stuff. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, Armando had a cool, he sent me a text this morning. And yeah. He goes, Matt, this is so neat how God did this, but my talk in, in Spanish and your talk in English like synced up, like, and we hadn't even talked to each other about it's it, so which good. probably we should have like traded some notes, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, so it's just kind of neat how God's speaking to two different people, yeah. two different audiences, two different languages. Yeah. Kind of a similar message. So, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so, great. Um, yeah, man. So I, you're kind of like main since like, I'm the, the I'll, I'll be the facilitator here for yes. this part, like how we <laughs> trade off yes. uh, the host and you're the guest for your moment. Do you got um, a piece of paper with notes? Oh, it's your Bible. <laughs> it's just the word of God is all I need. I don't know why you need these extraneous sources. Yes. Uh, but no, I didn't take notes. I thought about taking, I actually sat there thinking about taking notes, but I just was like in the front row. And so this was, um, this is going to get super nerdy, super inside the weeds for everybody. Yes. But that's probably why you listen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually chose to do this message as a deductive message. So tell me more. An inductive would be is you give your point and then you describe or defend your point or explain your point. Sure. So that would be the sense like uh, Jesus came for the poor. Yes. Um, And then you would explain that verse and you'd talk about it. So what I decided to do on this one was read the whole passage, make comments about each verse and kind of words that stuck out to me. And I actually gave the points at the end of the message. Mm. (laughs) Not that it like. Not that it like makes a huge difference, but I was revealing the points at the end, which was grace to beggars, forgiveness to criminals, sight to blind, freedom for the oppressed, which is in the text. And I was talking about it right. as we went, but it was just a different way of kind of packaging That's interesting. the sermon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and those four points are only the points of the quote. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. Because you walked through. because your whole passage. Your walk through of the whole passage also included like, hey, he's in Galilee. Right. Oh, dude, you know what I, sorry, this is going to be a little bit of a, like, just listening to Armando, actually, yeah. for whatever reason, like, I heard him, I can, like, I think we mentioned, we mentioned this before, but I can understand some Spanish. Yeah. And I can understand more when I have context. Yes. And so I had just listened to you preach this whole sermon, and mm-hmm. I've, like, been in this text a little bit myself, mm-hmm. and, uh, Wrote gurgle. That was you. That was you. No, dude. It wasn't me. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it no, through my ears. No, I did too. I think that was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. Keep going. I like that we have these throat gurgle uh, moments. I, I I didn't even look at the timestamps last week. I should have looked at the timestamps yeah. to see if uh, Jordan did a throat gurgle timestamp. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't listened to last week, so I don't know. Mm, I did. Ooh. Okay. Okay. But that. This part, uh-huh. the way the Luke passage, for some reason, yeah. my brain hadn't really done this. And maybe you even said it and I just like was glazed out, but like I might not have, but like normal, there was a ton, <laughs> there was a ton of things that happened. Like he said, maybe even this is like up to a year yes. into Jesus's ministry. 
Yes. It's crazy. Yes. Because it's like, because that's the other thing that the word then could have included, right? Yes. Like, that's what you're saying. The then Jesus returned to Galilee and yeah. did a bunch of stuff. Yeah. They're, like, that's all the, like, wedding. Yes. John Cana. 1. It's basically the Gospel of John, chapter 1 through 4. 4. Yeah. Yeah. And there <laughs> was incredible. parts of Matthew, too. But, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's. There's like so much. And so I didn't, I knew that there were some mm-hmm. things that happened in there, but yeah. it's like a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff happened. So Samaritan woman, yep. I don't know, just like, it's crazy how yeah. much happens in this. Basically yeah. If you were just to read, and then. I think that's why it's beautiful to read all four gospels and, and yeah. some type of sync or reference back and forth. Because if you just read Luke, you'd almost come to the assumption that he went from the temptation in the desert straight to the synagogue straight to Nazareth in his hometown. And yeah. there was a lot that happened in between. And even 14, and you said this, I remember you saying this mm-hmm. now, 14 and 15, like where it's like, he's going around doing stuff. So yeah. people are paying attention to right. him. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy though. It it's is. a lot. I know it's a lot. Cause it does feel like it's like temptation into this story. Yeah. Cause I even thought about, I remember thinking about saying, like he's just right out of the temptation and he right. goes here. I know, which you could do as a well, preacher pretty easily as a reader, mistakenly. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. And it's almost the way that Luke leads us, and it's not that he's omitting things that ooh, he's being, um, I don't know, um, crafty or not. Not well, they can't transparent. Yeah. yeah, he has a very, very singular focus for why he's putting the temptation and then moving into this story. He's getting right into the mission of God. Yes. Um, and, and that he's proved because you said this too, that yeah. he's proving to Theophilus yeah. that he's the Messiah. Right. Right. That's his goal. Yeah. And so I don't know why he thought turning water to wine wasn't part of that, but right. <laughs> or know, I think that's pretty cool. New John would include or, it in his gospel, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so interesting. So um anyway, that's uh that's a little yeah, that's side fascinating. Note. That whole that's then fascinating. thing. And then Gal- I didn't get to say this, but the whole idea of Galilee, like it's just this it's this region of Farmers and fishermen. Yes. It's like Alaska and Iowa. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, this yeah. is where the savior of the world chose to spend the majority of his ministry. Yeah. Yep. I mean, again, just, you know, Philippians two, the humility of Christ setting aside, you know, all of the fullness of God in order to live among us Yeah, and not just live among us in like the capital of Israel or the fanciest places, but just in the villages. He was just with common people. Totally. Probably weren't the most educated, yep. um, the most flashy people. Yep. But that's who Jesus just hung out with, spent time with. And he kind of actually avoided other parts of right. Galilee that were like Tiberius was this yeah. like home of like Pharisees yeah. and even some of Herod's crew. Sure. Uh, and then um, even the the East Coast is mm-hmm. like more the de- beginning of the Decapolis area, mm-hmm. this like yeah. very Roman Gentile yes. area. He went over there to go cast the demons out of that, the, the dude with the pigs, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, but so interesting. Yeah. He stayed in like yeah. the real homey kind of area. Right. And then Nazareth. So then he goes to his hometown and it's interesting. Nazareth the, today mm-hmm. is like a, is one of these Arab Muslim towns yeah. in Israel. Yeah. So if people don't understand that, like you go to Israel, Israel, Israel does get like, especially these days can get like this pretty bad rap, Mm -hmm. but like there are tons of Muslim people like, uh, and Arab people living in Israel proper. Right. Um, not just West bank, not like that, those kind of parts, but Mm -hmm. actually Israel and interacting day by day, interacting day by day, all that. And, and by the way, there's not Jewish people living in these other Arab countries, Mm -hmm. um, because they would be, um, straight up just gotten rid of. Yeah. Uh, and so anyway, not to get overly political, but that's just like the mm-hmm. land of Israel kind of stuff. And 
Nazareth, though, is an Arab city now. Yeah, majority, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, like very majority. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know, almost almost all, huh. you know? And, um, and and it's interesting how there's these little towns there in, in Israel now that are like, they are completely kind of run and even kind of like the city leadership mm-hmm. is like, is an Arab leadership. It's just got like this, it's just an interesting, yeah. very, very uh, confusing part of the world. Sure. <laughs> but, but it's also kind of interesting to see how the way some of these things work. So you yeah. go there and it just feels very different mm-hmm. than other parts of Israel. And I remember we, I was thinking about this cause we went. Yeah. I've never been there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm one of, we've only been there in a couple of the trips cause it's like not that it's not, there's not like cool stuff to really go mm-hmm. see. So the town itself is just like, it's just a town. It's just a very mm. busy, busy city. Yeah. Uh, there's like a church you can go to that's like the Nazareth church where, you know, yeah, it's, but I feel like it's one of those places where it's like a long time ago, the Catholic church decided that this right. is like where <laughs> Jesus's house was or whatever. We need a spot. So we're just going to yeah, claim yeah, this. It's going to yeah. be this spot. And it's just like, probably not. For you know? sure. And then, um, but you can go to this other place too called Mount Precipice where mm-hmm. they think or there's this cliff, which will be the story of this yeah. next year or next next week, next week yeah. where it's the whole response of the people to yeah. like throw Ooh, I would have liked to go there. Throw yeah, Jesus off the cliff is yeah. their response or stone him or something in that spot. Yeah. And uh so it was wild this like one year that we went to go there, it was like super cold. It was one of those trips that we mm-hmm. did in like February mm-hmm. or something. And it was just freezing cold, raining, hmm. really like bitter cold rain with like high winds. Yeah. <laughs> and we get out there and poor Matt Davis is like, it was his spot <laughs> to speak. And I just like felt so bad for him because it was so brutal. Like he's trying to speak at this place that's like all about how the people want to kill Jesus. Yeah. And like literally people just started walking away. <laughs> like the group just started leaving. They handle it. Like not with his, per- not cold. like with his permission as right. the speaker, people just started going back to the bus. Yeah. And like, finally he was just like, all right guys, that's going <laughs> to, I'll do the talk on yeah. the bus. But, uh, cause it kind of felt like in that moment, yeah. he was maybe going to get like thrown off. Mount right. Precipice. <laughs> uh, that's what we were worried about. But What's it was even such a so funny cool scene. cool about that yeah. though is like Jesus experienced wind and cold areas yeah. and like, I mean, it's not like the weather's changed that much. Yeah, global, yeah. global warming. But it's like it <laughs> depends what time of year. Yeah, it's the idea was, though that, that like yeah. yeah, Jesus experienced all those things. Like yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah, it's super interesting. Um, but yeah, back to your um, but back to your sermon. You uh-huh. you kind of walked us through some uh, different companies. Oh, because you're saying this is like yeah. Jesus's his mission, mission statement. statement. Yeah, because it was his way of proclaiming he was Messiah, right? right. Yeah. So talk us a little bit about like, how'd you kind of get to that being the way you wanted to communicate that? Yeah. You know, as yeah. That's a good statement. question. So I, I must've picked it up from somewhere. I can't exactly yeah. tell you where, but yeah. um, I mean, even just being a Christian, reading the scripture before it's like, oh, okay, this was the moment when Jesus kind of went public with his intentions. Yeah. So Luke's been commenting on this and, and even there's just been brief quotations from Jesus leading up in this gospel to who he was. Mm-hmm. But it's really in this moment where Jesus, by his own words, claims messiahship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so powerful. So then I was just kind of thinking, maybe it's like a little winsome, but like, oh, okay, that's kind of like his mission statement. Like, yeah. I don't think that was a term that was thrown around in those days. <laughs> I don't think that's it's necessarily a term that we use. Not. Like, yeah. what? What's your mission statement? Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, and yet this is this is his mission. This is what was revealed yeah. here in Luke 4. And so this whole, really this whole Galilean section that we're going to go through from Luke 4 to Luke 9, I believe it is, 
is is just Jesus continuing to reveal himself, mm-hmm. reveal who he is through the supernatural mm-hmm. and really through preaching. Those are kind of his two mechanisms are teaching, preaching, and then healing. And mm-hmm. so we'll get to walk through that the next Boy, it's going to feel like we're hearing just story after story of Jesus doing amazing things. Yeah. And so this was kind of story number one of that, of him just getting up and being like, boom. Yeah. This is me. Exactly. It's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's such like a Jesus way of saying it to you, like where it's like he's saying it blatantly, but he's also like sort of coy all the time. Like at some level where he's like the scripture, like the scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Right. Because he doesn't say... And it's me. Yes. He doesn't say, I am the Messiah. Yes. He's like, kind of like always like a little sideways with yes. it. You know, I don't know. Getting people to think, right? Yes. Yes. Well, I, okay. So we're jumping through the message here, but like this idea right. that he rolled up the scroll in Luke 4 20, mm-hmm. he hands it back to the attendant. And I'm just like, I can picture this in, in, in my 20, 21st century mind, but I can picture him handing the scroll back to the attendant. Mm-hmm. sitting down and the next sentence says, and all eyes in the synagogue look at him intently. Like I'm just imagining that's com- it's completely silent. Right. Like everyone's like, what's he going to say? Mm-hmm. What's he going to do? I was under the impression as I, I was reading a little bit about just how the synagogue kind of worship would work is it wasn't always the reader who would be the preacher. Mm-hmm. So that was often maybe a different person who then would get up and preach. Mm-hmm. But here Jesus reads and then sits down like, Okay, I got the message. Well, if, yeah, he sits down like on the bema seat, the bema yes. seat, like the place. Right. Of, yeah, the place for that. Right? Yes. Yeah, not just like back in his seat in the crowd. Yeah. So that yeah. might have been a little bit. Maybe that's when the crowd was watching him. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, this isn't normal. Yeah, yeah. I've actually maybe I've never even seen Jesus do it like this before. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. No, I agree. I I noticed something too. I was I was almost surprised you didn't bring this up because yeah. it was from it was something you brought up in one of your previous sermons. Uh huh. Um, where was it? Uh, he, oh, 16. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual <laughs> yes. to the synagogue. Yeah. And that was the same thing you'd preached yes. about with his parents. Yes. That they went to the temple. Passover as usual. Yeah. 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 They went, they went as usual to celebrate the Passover. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I just thought that was kind of a cool, like little. I love it. I'm like, glad you brought it up. It was actually, ah. This is where I drive myself Wait, crazy. things or whatever. It was in it, your notes? It was totally oh, right I there. That. I, I do that all the time. I dude. manuscripted it out and for whatever reason just no, kind of yet. went over it. But uh, And I was but, mainly thinking of it because you preached yeah, that know, the last time. You know? the, the last one kind of backfired on me because I brought this up oh, yeah, um, right. saying, you know, look at, you know, we need <laughs> to go to church because Jesus, you know, worship was part of his rhythm of his life. Right. But then kind of the snarky response is, well, he only went once, once a, a year. year. <laughs> it was the well, so This is the... This is, this the, is con- the rebuttal. Yes. yes. Oh, oh, he went to the synagogue as usual, which would have been weekly. Yes. So take that haters. And more than that, because <laughs> so kids were really discipled in the synagogue. So yes. they didn't go. Shul. They didn't go to the Nazareth um, elementary school. Right. They went to the synagogue to yep. learn about the things of God, mm-hmm. possibly to read and write. I made this kind of statement that <laughs> I'm hoping is true, but like it's no, probably it's where he learned to read and write. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. This synagogue was like second nature or to in Jesus. Egypt. I don't know how long he was actually in Egypt. So yeah. that whole thing. But anyway. yeah, that, that's kind of what I have to say is speculation. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, but this synagogue was like the second home of Jesus. This wasn't just some foreign place he was walking into. Totally. And he's looking around the room. These are his cousins, his neighbors. Yeah. People who had watched him probably when Mary had to go get water or something. Yeah. Like this is his family that he's yeah. basically talking to. Yeah. And Nazareth would have been a pretty small town. Mm-hmm. 
it was thought to be a town um, that was near another town called Zippori, uh-huh. um, which was a town that was like a mile away or something like that, which was a very Roman town. Huh. And there was a lot of stonemason work happening in that time Whoa. in in that neighboring town. I've never heard this. Yeah, yeah. Isn't this cool? Yeah. And so there's like a and all of this like stonemason work. So they they think maybe Joseph and Jesus would work in that town. They'd so, commute. Yeah, they'd commute over there to go <laughs> All you do commuters who are driving into work right now, <laughs> Jesus yeah. understands and sympathizes with you. Yeah, isn't that cool? <laughs> and so Nazareth is just probably this like small place and like everybody would know each other. Yeah. They like the way community would be, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's just very interesting to think about. Yeah, like then he, so that's like yeah. him then, then coming to this. Right. I need to like be writing in my notes right now because I should mention some of this stuff. Well, it's for all why gonna, they hated on him. It's all going to come out next I, week. I right? know exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because we we didn't get into this is his mission, but we didn't get into what the how the people responded. Yes. That's coming up. Yeah, coming up the response, which you can read ahead. It's fine. <laughs> You're allowed. I'm sure you've probably read it before, <laughs> likely. Uh, but um, but yeah. So anyway, that's that was really cool. And then so you. You talked, I was just like really thinking about this. Like you talked about all these different companies and their mission statements. And, you know, I think like the listeners, I think we've, we've had an outpouring of feedback that are just kind of like, why, why did you mention all of these pagan companies, but you didn't mention Calvary's statements? You know, I don't know. (laughs) I was saving it for the podcast. It does feel more, maybe more like podcast material. (laughs) What's what you could uh, you could tell people though is that we actually don't have a mission statement. At we Calvary. don't. We actually don't have. We have a vision and purpose statement. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which what what's of your vision? So anyway, backstory. Purpose would be mission. I think my buddy texted yeah. me and he's like, "Hey, this, that would have been a perfect time to tell the mission statement of Calvary and yeah. see if it matches up with Jesus." I'm like, "Such a good point. Yeah. Uh, I forgot that." But yeah, what would you say? Vision, purpose. Our purpose statement is is Connect Grow Reach. So yep. Calvary Church is a community where we connect with God and others to grow in our faith so we reach Orange County and the world for Jesus Christ. Yeah. So we are, I guess it's, we're trying to help people connect with God, mm-hmm. the Messiah, mm-hmm. who does these things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we want to be growing in that and we want to reach others. So, yeah. and the world. Yeah. Um, for him, for Jesus. Yeah. And that's what we do together. Um, for sure. Our vision is that Calvary seeks to be a church family that is better together, being changed by the gospel to love like Jesus across all cultures and generations. Yeah. Okay, so let's match that up with Jesus here. Yeah. eighteen nineteen says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor, send me to proclaim the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the pressed will be set free, mm. that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Yeah. So we talk about being changed by the gospel. Uh-huh. That's the good news. That's the bring good news to the poor, both in spirit sure spiritually i want to talk about that for a second too yeah 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 um we don't really have a we don't really have a releasing captives or oppressed people but (laughs) we do want to reach people for jesus which we think think does that yes exactly (laughs) exactly so uh time of the lord's favor has come yeah i don't know jubilee debts are canceled oh yeah that's through the gospel i wish we could have jubilee (laughs) (laughs) jubilee would be so interesting these days though because like i feel like i don't know how they didn't game the system, so to speak. Yes. Like in year 48, you just rack up a bunch of debt. Yeah. But will banks like not also not give you debt or oh. not give you yeah, like we're within four years of Jubilee. I'm not going to give you that. Yeah, home loan. There's no home loans four <laughs> years of Jubilee. They'd yeah. all be structured in weird ways to try and get around Jubilee. Just That's knowing our question. sinful world, you totally. know, if we actually had Jubilee, because I think there were, I, 
okay, this is off the top of my head, but I think there's even some verses that talk about not gaming the mm-hmm. Jubilee system. Sure. Like, so that's part of not like having uh-huh. usury and interest yes. against like your brother, yeah. you know? So, but the fact that it had to be mentioned yeah. meant that there was people that were thinking through that. Yeah. 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 So there's an Enron <laughs> in every generation, right? Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. people that are just trying to take shortcuts or whatever. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. So the good news to the poor. Yes. Okay. So there's, there's kind of uh, different ways to look at this passage, this mission statement of God, of Jesus. And there's some that would say are more of like, I'd, uh, I guess I'd more like the liberal theolo- theologians mm-hmm. versus conservative. So a, a liberal theologian um, would almost look at this and be like, okay, the mission of Jesus and his people is literally to live among the poor, work among the poor, give your life to the poor. Uh, the spirit, the the materially poor, yep. like that's what Jesus is talking about. Another term for that is liberation theology. Yeah, um, social just social yes. gospel. Yes, is another term. Yeah. And then the I guess I'd I'd say liberal and conservative because that kind of also gives other connotations. But maybe the more conservative reading of that passage would be like, no, it's not talking about material things. It's only spiritual. Yeah. I just made a quick statement on Sunday that I believe it's both. Absolutely. I believe that it's spiritual to begin with. That's the idea that yeah, we come as spiritual spirit and spiritual bankruptcy, not in, in debt to, to Jesus, to, <laughs> to the Lord for our sin. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yet out of being uh, freed by the gospel, the good news of Christ, that does give us some obligation mission to those that are on the fringes, marginalized of society. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I would absolutely say the prophet's, when they would speak yeah. of these things, we're all we're speaking about both. Yes, and it, but to the point, both like you cannot throw out the physical, yes, you know, tangible needs part of it. Yes, because I think it's so easy for like people of our church probably yeah. to want to throw that out. Yeah, or or not, you know what I mean? Like or think it's only because sometimes when something's both, or even if something's primarily, yeah, or more importantly, yeah, like spiritual. Right. Then we can tend to think, well, then the tangible physical doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. And so, but it's just not the case. Yeah. So, I mean, you could live among uh, the the lowest caste in India. Yes. And you could provide some of their physical needs. But if they never heard the good news of Jesus and they die, they're going to hell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there is a sense that, no, the biggest thing that people need is to hear about the Savior. Yes. And yet... Often people can't hear the good news of Jesus unless they have some of their physical needs met. Yes. Like if you're, if you're walking in such a place that you're desperate for your next meal, then to contemplate your eternity doesn't even make sense. Right. And so it's a, it's like it's a hierarchy a of needs kind of right. situation. Yeah, I think you, it's, you're it's, struggling. It's, yeah. it's both, not yep. one or the other. Yep. Obviously though, I think Jesus is making the priority, the case here that, that the spiritual needs of of every person is ultimately what he came for. Yes, absolutely. Well, and it's like, uh, we've talked about before the word deed power. Yeah. We need, we need the word and like the words of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that's why even like the Saints Francis of Assisi quote, that yeah. famous quote, you know, preach the gospel always. And if necessary, use words. Right. And I would say that's like almost all the time is yeah. it's necessary to also sure. use words. Yeah. Um, and those can be words of different kinds of words, yeah. you know, and words of encouragement and words of, um, admonishment mm-hmm. and words of just hope and joy mm-hmm. in the Lord. So yeah, the actual just message of the gospel yeah. is not the gospel unless it's Jesus. Right. And it even says here, <laughs> Jesus says, he sent me to proclaim. Yeah. Proclaim. So proclaim yep. the idea that it's, it's spoken. 
and I did like a little riff. I didn't, I, did, I forgot the usual part of the synagogue, but I did a little riff yesterday on, um, I think preaching has Sorry, a you place. Just out, I forgot about this. You're all sad about it. <laughs> I know I am. But, you know, uh, <laughs> but uh, preaching has a place in the ministry of Christians who gather. I don't know. Maybe I'm arguing against something that's not even an argument, but I do no, feel like there's people, a little bit yeah. of a sentiment here yeah, of like, this, yeah. Hey, we don't need a, you know, a message or a sermon anymore. We just need to break bread together, fellowship, mm-hmm. and then, um, and then commit to care for one another. Mm-hmm. But I do think the proclamation of the word of God is key to gatherings. Yep. And Jesus, it was obviously part of his main ministry. Yep. You know, it's something I've been like thinking about on that though. It's so interesting. Cause like I, I mean, trust me, and, and sorry, listener, you got two preachers in the room talking <laughs> about the necessity of preaching, right. but um, I do think it, I'm like a wholehearted supporter of preaching and I get kind of like frustrated sometimes with some folks that try to push back on that too sure. much in my opinion. Yeah. But I, I was reading this thing recently that was like about how sort of like evangelicals have placed preaching as the primary sacrament. Yeah. Good point. Instead of the Eucharist, instead mm-hmm. of the, the, the Lord's table. Yeah. And it did make me think on that because I'm like, oh, yeah, that's I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, should we do communion like every week here mm-hmm. at Calvary? I don't know. You know, I was just yeah. like, what is this once a month thing all about? Yeah. You know, Where did that know. come from? <laughs> Where did that come from? Like, why are we doing it? Some of those thinking yeah. about, you know, how we do that. And it's hard because we can't do everything every week and we have all sorts of things we want to do. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I think my point was let's not minimize the preach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Here you go. Anyway, but thank you, Steve. <laughs> but let's not overemphasize it either, because we do have yes, people yes. here at Calvary, bro- beloved brothers and sisters, who will show up late because they're like, "Oh, only what counts is the yeah, sermon." The sermon, and then they'll leave right after the sermon because I, I don't need anything else. Yep. But no, gathering is so much more than just a sermon, just a, a preaching time. Yeah, absolutely. it's the fellowship of the believers. It's yes. the it's the worship and adoration of God. It's it's just submitting yourself to one another. Yeah. And so, yeah, let's also not just think of it as, or even on the live stream, right? Like, and I know other elements of church are hard to happen in your living room. Yeah. But let's just not watch sermons all day. Let's, right. let's experience the fullness of what it means to be the church. Yeah, exactly. The community, the people, yeah. the that mutual encouragement, all sorts of good stuff. And then, yes, the, the actual sacraments of, yeah. you know, of, of, uh, of communion and yeah. things like that. Yeah, but so, I, I'd be up for it once a week. I don't know. Just thinking about it. You know, yeah. just make me, I'm like fine here on the podcast too, to kind of talk about some of those things that just make me think like sure. that, you know, it doesn't mean that means like next week we're going to be doing that or yeah. something. It just yeah. means like, Hey, well, let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation about it. If, mm-hmm. you, if you have a thought on that, email us at podcast, <laughs> podcast at calvarylife.org or Eric's Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or send me a personal text if you have my phone number. Um, so anyways, it's just fun to be back in Luke, isn't it? Yeah. It's I'm super just, good. I mean, first Corinthians was awesome. I loved first Corinthians 15. Yes. yes. But it's fun to jump back into this gospel that we started. Yeah. It's really this good. Year. It's really good. So yeah. Great kicking us off on Jesus revealed uh we did have a couple emails uh-huh, uh-huh, do you want to uh-huh. do the yeah 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 yeah. Sure? Okay, yeah okay 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 so we did have someone that has like a little bit of a question on something yes um an aspect of what we talked about with which this whole part of the scroll yeah okay so this is from kathy we'll keep it first names okay they say i confess i'm a listener <laughs> yes i or love is that is that a burn to us that She's confessing, like, oh, I, know, I don't want to like, admit it to anybody are publicly. Are we like a guilty pleasure or something, you know? Like, it's not something you want to admit to your friends. Right. <laughs> Peter denying Jesus. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know that, I man. I mean, I don't know those guys. I, don't, I never listen to that podcast. <laughs> I saw you at their church. 
Well, no, no. I mean, I've been by there, but I don't like listen to the podcast. Like I had to pick up a book. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Kathy. So, Matt, um, Matt, thanks uh, so much for your sermon today. That is one of my favorite passages. And then kind of goes on then to talk about how they, I'm just going to summarize a little bit mm-hmm. here, but of just... Um, that this was this part of Isaiah. Yes. Um, you talk about like, oh, it's so cool how Jesus like chose to read this part. And they're yes. like, I think this part was actually just there already. Yes. Like that would would have been what if in all of the synagogues they would all have been reading the same portion yep. of the prophets yep. that day. A certain certain portion of Torah, a certain portion of prophets, and maybe a portion of writings also. Yeah. Anyway, um, and. And so anyway, but then uh, they would come and do that reading. And so that would have been the reading no matter who read it. Uh And so it's like this cool, amazing miracle slash like providence, you know, God's plan was that this was the portion for the day, no matter what. Yeah. Um, And uh, so just kind of like asking about that. Yeah. I think it's excellent, excellent question or observation or wondering, Kathy. I mean, the scriptures don't explicitly tell us one way or the other. I went kind of with the path that I think Jesus found this passage or found Isaiah 61. It does say in, um, in Luke four 17, the scroll of Isaiah, the prophet was handed to him. And then Jesus says, he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. So based on that sentence, maybe you could make the leap that like he searched for Isaiah 61 and found it. Cause this is a direct quote from Isaiah 61. But I think there's an equal case to say, it might've been the sign reading the attendant, you know, had, yeah. or they had read Isaiah 60. Like, I think you'd made a point even off before we started recording. Yeah. Like so Isaiah the, 60 was last week and now it's Isaiah 61. Right? right. So maybe it was like, he was given it and he had to kind of like, just find, yeah. find where the portion was for today. Yeah. If to, it would still keep that language. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Cause I was like trying to think like, well, what if uh, it was the day before or the yeah. day after? Like, so Isaiah 60 is this <laughs> future glory for Jerusalem. Right. It's interesting that that's the, that, and then 62 is again, more prayers for Jerusalem. And and it's like all about Israel and Jerusalem being, being kept. Whereas 61 is this whole thing of like good news for the oppressed. Right. And isn't that interesting? And kind of this like rebuilding, reviving talks about, you know, I don't know, all sorts of different stuff. Yeah. And it's just a, it's a very different message and it's much less, um, the week before and the week after would have been much more sort of like ethnocentric to Israel. Yeah. And then this one's like a little comprehensive. Like broader, Isn't comprehensive. That cool? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's something that I haven't thought about before I was even prepping for this message, but yeah. Isaiah, um, and we call it 66 chapters today. Sure. Again, sure. have to be careful. With, oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Putting our, that's true. Um, putting our, that's actually uh, I really guess, lenses point. on it, but 66 books in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Sixty-six chapters. First thirty-nine chapters of Isaiah are basically <laughs> judgment. First thirty-nine books <laughs> of the Old <laughs> Testament aren't judgment. There's tons of grace and and compassion in there, but there's but also a sense of to, law. Yeah. 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 Uh, Isaiah forty through sixty-six are all about the suffering servant, and then also this future glory for Zion for Israel. And so someone made the point of like, ooh. Uh, Isaiah, the second half of Isaiah is kind of like the New Testament with the hope, the grace, that kind of thing. So and know, just a kind of a different way well, to think about it. Also, it's wild that Isaiah 40 is, first of all, it starts with comfort my people. And then it does the whole thing of clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord, make a straight highway through the wasteland. Yes. It's the John the Baptist yes. passage. Yes. Oh, isn't that cool? 
And that's how John starts. That's pretty cool, man. I yeah. like that. Which may lead into one of your favorite U2 songs from Isaiah 40. Well, it's not Isaiah how 40. Long? Psalm 40. Oh, dang it. <laughs> try right. to, it's all right. All right. Sorry. Um, but it's good. It's good. Okay. Uh, so thank you, yeah, Kathy. Kathy. Excellent observation. So yes, it is very possible that was the selected reading of the day. So our other email, which I think we'll address on a future episode because we have more things and we're already at 48 minutes. Oh, okay. But it says, it's from James, uh, who says it would be awesome to have pers- oh, prospective elders and new elders on the pod to get oh, to know them better. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a nice idea. We had a prospective elder and Tom Shook read scripture this last Sunday. That's right. And that was actually a, kind of an emotional moment. Yeah. We just kind of got up and just said, you know, my wife and I have just been so blessed. We woke up, we wake up feeling blessed by this community. And yeah. Isn't that it cool? It was just a neat... It was a neat way to address it. Is this just this? By the way, this email's from James Shook. Does he just want to, <laughs> he just wants his dad on the pod? Oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. Oh, that's funny. If we have your dad on the pod to do this, though, we're going to try and get like embarrassing stories about you, James. So this yeah. could come back to bite you. Yeah, I actually I was James's youth pastor. Yes. So I have plenty of embarrassing stories about him oh, as okay. well. Let's tell one now. Uh, he loved loved Christian rap. <laughs> when he was like 14. So <laughs> all about Christian some rap. Of that, some of that uh, early Christian rap was uh, a little embarrassing too. <laughs> it was a little more vanilla ice than Jay-Z, if you know uh, what I'm saying. No, no, no. But to his defense, he wasn't just into the DC talk. He was like into like the, oh uh, yeah, the, the little bit, a little bit more authentic. Like KJ 52. <laughs> yes. Yes, dude. I know some of our CCM stuff. Here we go. All right. Let's go back to some more questions from the Instagram stories. Okay, great. Okay. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Uh, so, sorry, guys. These are just from the people. So, but some of these are good. Uh, will Jesus defeat the aliens or will he return before their ships arrive? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jay Hewitt, who I can guarantee is not a listener to the podcast. Oh, Jay. He uh, spoke here. That is Iron Dad yes. himself. Uh, yes. Anyway, that's... We're Appreciate not, you, Jay. No, that's absurd. We're not talking about that one. Well, I just actually listened to a little bit of a pod. Mm-mm. About... Ta- oh, yeah. The talking wrong. about aliens and all the... The wrong podcast. Yeah. Honestly, uh, if Tim McMahon is listening, who is the host of The Wrong Podcast... We should Boss have him podcast, on. Yeah, which you should all listen to. I think he's getting a little way too much publicity, Yeah, we've, we should be paid for these advertisements. Yeah, exactly. But, like, he w- definitely went about five to ten minutes too long on the aliens thing. It was a little boring. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So That's my critique. This is what we do. We pump you up, and then we slam you. Yeah. I'll send him a text that says that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> all right. So, let's do, like, one. Let me find... Okay, I like this one. What to do when your schedule becomes too busy for church. This oh. is another one from Ben Hopkins. So it's like a, okay. more of a real question. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do when you're, well, there, I mean, there's it's our job to be here. So I don't <laughs> yeah. know if we can. Yeah. I don't think you and I can say that. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's seasons of life. Like I know when mm-hmm. we had a child and our yeah. child was three months old, it's actually, that was the easy part. It was like when they were eight, yeah, nine yeah, months yeah. old, that yeah. was a little difficult. There was a season where it was hard and, you know, to, Sometimes to bring your baby if they're sick or something like that. Yep. Or there's been times too. I know when I was in college, I had to work uh, a job on Sunday mornings. Yeah. Uh, for a season of my life, and that's just when I was. It was an hourly job. I didn't really have seniority to say when I could work, and mm-hmm. so I just had to work when church. Was, was that when you worked for the Dodgers? No. Uh, yeah, actually, I did do. I worked Sundays on on that too, but especially I was thinking, just because like when it's like a job, it's like a job that you can like 
either quit easily yeah. or <laughs> and find another similar job because right. it's like just some yeah you know i think when you're in a season like that i yeah. think what's still important though is to find christian community around you yes um and so yeah what does that look like for you to find people that you can practice the one another's to love one another's with to serve one another's with yeah people that speak in your life hold you accountable yep um, and not just people that you maybe even <laughs> all think the same way as you, right. but you know, that even can push you a little bit. Cause you feel like somebody like Ben, I'm pretty sure Ben's like a doctor, Yeah, you know, and, uh, he's something in the medical world. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Ben, that I don't understand your job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a scientist. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, some of these jobs like for nurses or yeah. like do- people in the medical field or whatever, right. sometimes you can have a say at some point in your career but you don't get to say early in your career like when you get to work you're kind of like and so some of that stuff can be really hard and so i think you have to try to find some ways that you are gathering with some people still Mm -hmm. because it's like yeah of course you can like watch the service some other time online and that's what's cool that we have like online church available Mm -hmm. so at least you can kind of keep up with the community yeah but it'd be really good i think for you to have like community so if like sometimes even being part of a small group if for some reason you can't i mean he says too busy to do church but like i think like we have to really work hard to make that kind of christian gathering community a priority because we need that in our lives to be you know and yeah and he may even be speaking for maybe as an apologetic towards his friends or family who's saying that but then Mm -hmm. like oh no come on like Mm -hmm. make this a priority so there's a difference between being scheduled and not being able to be in a church gathering right versus it's just not a priority for me yeah i have other things that make me busy yeah and i just i don't know again we work here so sometimes you're like oh you have to say this but i just have never regretted being part of a church family i've never regretted showing up at church and being with other people sometimes it's weird sometimes it's not what i expected yep um but it always grows my faith it always reminds me of the good things of god Mm -hmm. and so yeah, I would just challenge anybody that feels like they're too busy. Boy, that's even the very reason I know it's a cliche, but that's the very reason you need to be with other right, Christians when your right. life is too busy. Yeah. I had um some people I know that they're like, Hey, we want to come to your church. What time is it? I'm like, Well, we have our English service at nine. Oh, that's too early for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. well, wait a minute. You even though they probably like work out work out <laughs> right, at five thirty AM every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I realize that things aren't all convenient, but convenience <clears throat> yeah. isn't always the litmus test if we should join or be part of something. Yeah, exactly. So I think we encourage prioritizing just to keep this like a little simpler. We keep yeah, and like not keep going on because I think I could just then now do it riff another five minutes on this. But like I do think, yeah, work on prioritizing. If you can't be here schedule wise on a Sunday morning prioritize like a small group community of some sort in addition to like finding like a worship experience like online or something like that um who is the we're gonna do another one from ben because he's i mean he gave us four all-star yeah yeah super all-star here uh who is the greatest worship band or worship (laughs) leader of all time (laughs) man (gasps) that was me Let's just say throat gurgled again. <laughs> let's just say we can't choose a Calvary person. Yeah, let's say we can't choose obviously like Josh be, or Ron. Yeah, yeah, Victor yeah, Strada can't. back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah, or, or previous yeah. Calvary people. Yeah. Let's. I'm gonna go with just maybe more of a like national kind of one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're choosing. And this is just people. total preference, but Delirious. Delirious oh. was this band from the UK, and I, in my mind, they were ones that kind of kicked off modern worship. They had just this. Kind of mm-hmm. U2 feeling to them. Totally. So it was just really meaningful, inspiring to yeah. me. 
Yeah, I agree. The the music. I'm not going to choose them, but I just am supporting that. That's a good choice. I remember just like having my mind blown. We went to. We used to go to these national youth workers conventions, these conferences that we'd go to as youth pastors. And I remember at one, they had the delirious cutting edge CDs for free. There'd always be these giveaways on your seat and it was for free on the seat. And I was just like, what is this? Yeah. You know? And then they like played or something at that session. And we were just like, what? Yeah. It was like, kind of like, I could sing of your love forever. (laughs) It's like so cheesy now (laughs) at some level, but like, did you feel the mountains tremble and stuff like that? It was just epic. Um, So look them up, Ben, you might have to dig a little bit, but you'll like them. And then the one I'll say that's also like old, um, is Keith green. Yes. Keith green was just the prophet worship leader of the seventies. Yes. Um, and just such a force, like, Mm -hmm. so these amazing songs, just like pure heart in his sleeve. Mm -hmm. I listen to him every once in a while. You're going to get, you're going to feel a little like almost like judged, Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) but it's more like inspirational judging. Cause he's just like singing of like, kind of like, like honestly, like an Old Testament prophet. It I is. think. Yeah. He's like Amos or something just yeah. going off. Yeah. Yeah. So it's incredible. So yeah. We're saying older stuff, Keith Green, uh, and any uh, any like and delirious in addition stuff? to Joshua Royal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really like today, like just something that's like coming out today is is Phil Wickham. I mean, Phil Wickham has been around for like twenty years. But yeah, stuff's good. I just love the new stuff that he's yep. been putting out. And I love Cody Carnes lately. Mm-hmm. We've been doing some of his songs. Mm-hmm. Um What's the, um, shoot, what's the, oh my goodness, I'm like blanking. Um, Build My Life? That's the, no, 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 no. Build My Life is the one that's like a, fr- a friend of mine wrote. Oh. Uh, was part of writing Carl, Carl Martin. Whoa. Um, yeah, but some of the Cody Carnes songs, Nothing Else. Yeah. Christ Be Magnified. Yes. <clears throat> love, like, love some of those songs. My, my 15 year old son and I got to go see Phil Wickham and Cody Carnes. Oh, that's good. Um, play together um, at a church in Cyprus a couple months ago. That's, that's amazing. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, okay. Okay. Should we save some of these? I don't know. We're at an hour almost. Listener, what do you think? You're ready to be done? Because we've got Are a you couple your more. Destination? We've got a couple more serious ones. Okay. Like and, go and fast? some silly ones. What's your favorite U2 song album tour? Oh, Okay, you got to answer that. I don't have an opinion. <laughs> That's from Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca. Okay. Not my wife, B, but uh, different, mm-hmm. um, different Rebecca. Uh, I can't answer songs impossible. Uh, <laughs> although I've kind of gone back to With or Without You from previously thinking yes. it was too mainstream to have it be my favorite uh-huh. to now I just love it so much. I'm a Joshua Tree guy. Yes. As album. I guess I can do this. And then uh, favorite tour I'm probably going to go back to the Zoo TV tour. So that's the Actung Baby album. Yes. Zoo TV tour back in the early 90s. Pretty epic. Yeah. Yeah. So that, there you go. I think mine's in the Pride in the Name of Love. I just love that song. Mm, good it song. both pumps you up and kind of inspires you. Yeah. Early morning, April 4. Yeah. Shot ring out in the Memphis <laughs> sky. Uh, okay. Here we go. Best song to get stuck in your head. <laughs> Oh no. Should we end on this one? <laughs> There's a couple more good serious ones, but I think we could save them for the next episode cuz you know, cuz we're so long, but let's do this like let's end on this one for okay. today. Best song to get stuck in your head. Hmm. Um hmm. Oh man. You know what song gets kind of stuck in my head? <laughs> um that like when I wake up <laughs> 
Like when you're in a grocery <laughs> store and you I just hear like the back of 500 <laughs> miles. And then all of a sudden I'm like 10 days later, I'm just like singing that song. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the best one to get stuck in your head, but it's just kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. That's amazing. Um, you know, I don't know. What, I don't know what you got. What do you got for <laughs> I'm me? I'm looking up some. <laughs> I want to play that to end us. Maybe maybe uh, Jordan can can send us out on that song. Or like, come on, Eileen. That's yes. like a song that gets like earwormed, like stuck in your head yes. too. Yes. Um. <laughs> I know. It's like those kind of songs. It's all or it's like it's like embarrassing songs. It's like yeah, uh, it's not the songs you want. Yeah, it's like um, what's the the baby <laughs> baby by Justin Bieber or whatever? <laughs> yeah. or, you know, like it's like yeah, you want that kind Christ of stuff. be magnified to be the song no, that's just playing in your head all no, day. No, it's never something it's, like that, right? Although I do often sing tremble which mm. in my head like yeah, all the time that. Yeah, yeah 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 jesus jesus you make the darkness tremble i love so, that yeah i'm getting a lot of texts right now i'm getting worried that something's happening in the world or something <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and i i would say really it's any of the songs that my kids listened to when they were little um some of those like preschool type stuff you know Baby shark. Oh, don't do that. No, no. No, that's the worst one. Oh, dude, you know why I'm getting so many texts? Why? It's because um, uh, people have gotten a spam email from me. So this happens like where there's like a, it's a fake phishing, like spam email that looks like it's from me. Yes. And it's asking, uh, is your schedule open to talk a little? Thanks. Warm regards. But then it has a link that's like tries to get you like buy me like buy gift cards for me or something oh i'm so sorry yeah it's sketchy so yeah i've got four just for that mm. four texts just for that <laughs> people bought stuff <laughs> i always say if you've got a doubt just, just send, send me a gift card yeah, just, just send it directly send to it me to my address. Yeah. <laughs> i probably do need a gift card yeah. so it's fine yeah podcast exactly. at calvarylife.org you can attach an amazon <laughs> gift card there we'll, we'll uh, download that we'll mention you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's good for today, yep. though. That was fun. Uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks for the feedback. Hopefully the feedback made it interesting, not boring. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll just also talk about nonsense and <laughs> uh, and good stuff. I'm wondering if we'll get, like, this could be dangerous because I, I, I didn't know if we'd get, like, a couple new listeners this week uh-huh. because I put it in, like, the weekly email. Yeah. Uh, but if, I don't. If this is your first listen to our podcast, give it, like, five or six. <laughs> Because we don't always just like read emails, you know, like this. Actually, no. If you didn't like it, you probably won't like it in the next five either. <laughs> but it's a little bit of this, like where it's like a little serious, like a little, yeah. little silly, a little serious, and a little silly again. That's yep. kind of the that's that's our it's that's the silly what we're going serious for. sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we should rename it. Rename it the silly serious sandwich. Baby shark. I'm so mad at you. Why do you even? I'm more mad at whoever asked that question. I forgot to say who did. But baby shark. I know, right? Well, thanks for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.